Hello and welcome back to the TTP, Tatani Talks Parsha. This year, where we talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. We have come to Parsha Vayigash, a very emotional Parsha, where Yosef reunites with his brothers and Yosef reunites with his father. One can only imagine the emotional emotional embrace and connection and reunification of Yosef and Binyamin. We were, we're told in the Parsha they literally weep on each other's necks. And the commentators explain, especially Rashi, how they're weeping about the future, the base of Migdash, the Mishkan. But really deeper, they haven't seen each other in like 22 years. Yosef was like eight when Binyamin was born. Yosef leaves when he's 17, which means Binyamin's like eight, nine, ten, or whatever. When they're reunited, Binyamin is like 30, 31 years old, and Yosef is almost 40. They haven't seen each other in 22 years. Yosef sees how much they look alike, how much they look like their mother, Rachel, who passes a long time ago, and how Binyamin has 10 children, each one named for some aspect relating to Yosef, Chupim and Banim and, and uh, Mupim and this and that, according to the commentators. It is a beautiful reunification, and we saw this beautiful musical actually on Yitflix a year or so ago about the Yosef musical story, beautifully done, and that scene where they're all reunited is beautiful music and drama, very dramatic moment. And then Yosef meets Yaakov, and Yaakov says Shema, or Yosef says Shema, we're not sure who, because at that moment that Yaakov has supreme devotion and love for Yosef, he directs it towards Hashem. Because that's what we're supposed to do when we have supreme happiness, supreme joy, supreme emotion or, or thanksgiving or happiness in our life. We should direct it right to Hashem, who gave us such goodness in the life. Vayigash, when they meet and they come and they draw near. This is the only Parsha that I could think of where the actual Trup names match up with the words Vayigash love. Yehuda Vayomer Biaduni. Vayigash, I love Yehuda. The the three trups are Kadma Viazla Rivi. Those are the names of the actual trup. Kadma Viazla Rivi. The fourth one got up and went. That's exactly what happened. Vayigash, I love Yehuda, the fourth son of the Shifte Kav, the twelve sons. The fourth son got up and went close. Kadma v'azla revi'i. The traps tell us that the fourth one got up and got close. Yehuda got up and went close to talk to Yosef's heart. I don't remember who explained that to me. It was a drasha once from a commentator, from Rashi, from Musra. I don't know. But just know that it's very interesting how the trap actually equals the first words of the Parsha. And Yehuda is successful in swaying Yosef's heart, arguing on behalf of Benyamin, ultimately reunifying reunifying the entire family and setting the stage for the settlement of the Jewish people in Ramses and later in Goshen and later to be able to be freed and to, to go back to Yitzhiyas uh, Mitzrayim and to ultimately end up in Israel. Fascinating about the Vayigash. Sometimes in life, we're reunified with people, we meet up with people, we reconnect with people, and it's an interesting type of meeting. The question is, do we meet halfway or do we meet no way? Or do we meet the full way? The other day, I was asked by my friend to come meet. He lives in a different state, and I live in a different state. I said, maybe we can meet at somewhat of a midpoint. It would take me 45 minutes to an hour to come. I'd take my wife and kids. He would drive by himself, and it would take him maybe an hour, hour 10. It would take me 45. I thought it was a good meeting point. He said, no. 
And I was thinking to myself, we don't have a meeting point. We don't have a midpoint. You're not meeting me halfway. Ah, it's too far for me to drive. It's like driving to France. Are you kidding me? You're driving by yourself without children, without your wife. Why is it such a big deal for you? Put on an audiobook, put on a podcast, put on some music and drive and meet me. I'm offering to meet you 50 minutes away from me with difficult highways in a whole nother town, a whole nother community, schlepping myself and the kids in the car and you can't meet me halfway. By Yigash love, he came and entreated to Yosef. He came to meet him more than halfway. Yosef sends the wagons to Yaakov, obviously signifying the last lesson they learned together about Egla Rufa. If a calf is used because someone wasn't escorted on the way from the city, they measure between two cities, whichever city is closer, is held culpable, liable for the person being killed because he wasn't escorted with the proper achnasas orchem. So a calf is slaughtered. There's significant symbolism I can't get into. I myself don't really understand it. But really, they take this slaughtering saying, we really deserve to be our hands full of blood. The hands were are full of blood from what happened here. So offer up this sacrifice to you, Hashem, instead. And we will absolve ourselves of such a sin and we'll make sure to escort people in the future. This is the last lesson Yaakov studied with, Yo- with Yosef. So Yosef sends the wagons not only to literally transport Yaakov down to Mitzrayim, we talked about last week also, but also to spiritually signify this is the lesson. I'm meeting you halfway. Yosef sends the wagons. They bring down Yosef, who was ver- Yaakov was very frail, very old. Yosef meets him along the way. It's almost as if Yosef comes up to meet Yaakov halfway. Instead of making Yaakov schlep all the way down or Yosef to schlep all the way up because he's the king, second in command, the viceroy, but technically really the king in terms of power and decisions for at least related to the famine. So instead of Yosef going all the way up or Yaakov coming all the way down, they meet halfway. They literally meet with the wagons. The whole family of 70 or so people are around him. Very, very emotional, dramatic scene. But they meet halfway. A lot of times in life, we need to meet people halfway, and it goes for more than just talking about meetings of people you haven't seen in years. When it comes to marriage between spouses, a lot of times people say it's 50-50. What did she do today for me? What did he do today for me? What did she do today for me? What did he do today for me? Every day, we have to give 100-100. It's not 50-50 because you diaper the baby, I have to take out the trash. It's 100-100. Rabbi Dessler points out in Mechtav Melayahu, in Strive for Truth, you give 100% because the root of Ahava, the root of the word Ahava, which is love, the ultimate relationship of husband and wife, is Hav, is giving. When each spouse gives 50-50 tit for tat, that's not the real relationship. That's conditional. I do this because you do this. I do this because you love me. And this because of this. And I love you because you did this for me. No. I give 100% to you regardless of what you give to me. I give 100% to you regardless of what you give to me. I will give 100% to you, no matter what you do. I will give 100% to you, regardless of what you will do. The husband and the wife each giving 100%. You have to meet halfway, but give it the full way. You have to give 100% of yourself. When you're involving yourself in an endeavor, in a mission, in an idea, don't do things halfway. Don't do things half-witted. Go the full way. Meet 100%. If someone is trying to involve yourself in a deal and he wants to offer you $100 but you want $750, you have to figure out a way to meet in the middle. And that's an extreme example, of course. You have to find a way to compromise, not just in different things, and in, in a relationship, in a marriage relationship. So she wants to go to California to see her cousin every single week and you want to go once in 10 years. 
Where's the compromise? Maybe we could go see your cousin a few times a year, but it can't be every week and it can't be one in 10 years. You have to compromise. You have to meet halfway flexibility, finding common middle ground. You're having a major disagreement, a major dispute. I want to send the kids all the way to Baltimore. You want to send the kids to Florida. Maybe we can meet halfway and figure out a mutual agreement decision to work it together, to figure out together. I want to do this. You want to do that. I want to go there. I want to go there. I want to go every single week here. I want to go every couple of months. We have to find a way to meet halfway. Yaakov and Yosef meet halfway physically in terms of how they meet each other. And of course, it might have been that he was in Mitzrayim, it might have been that he was in Yisrael, but I'm saying figuratively they sort of meet in the middle. Yosef comes to greet the wagons wherever it was. He comes to him and he comes to him. Yosef had the whole family transported to come meet him. But what did he do? He sent them wagons along the way. He sent them provisions for all the way. The Pusik says how he measured out handfuls and scoopfuls of food per kid, per family. Why? Because kids are prone to waste food. So he figured out how to do that. And family members are not always able to measure things. So it's properly measured. We have to meet halfway in this dramatic reunion. And this Parsha of Ayigash, right before the ultimate Parsha of the Torah, in my opinion, my Bar Mitzvah Parsha next week, very exciting, Vayechi. A lot of cool stuff happens in Vayechi, and not just my Bar Mitzvah, but that is the Parsha coming up. God willing, we'll talk about it next week. But in this week, we're talking Vayigash, we're meeting. When we meet people, not just for business, not just for personal relationship of our spouses, but in life, when we're dealing with people, working with people, interacting with people, we need to find a way to meet halfway. Or meet hallway. If I want to meet you, you want to meet a friend. If you were a real friend, we could figure out how to do so. We could figure out how to do so. A friend actually drove all the way up from Florida a couple of months ago to see us. He went to see his family. He surprised us. We almost had a a, uh, a panic attack on Chavez. The knock on the door. I saw them and I almost fell off the stoop of the porch of the front uh, steps. I'm like, what the heck? That's talking about meeting all the way. And my other person, my other friend, can't even come to drive one hour without children, without anyone else in the car. That's not meeting halfway. That is not meeting full way. You have a person, a real good friend, figures out a way to really get to see one another, really be involved in one another and get to see each other. So you don't want to do things your way. You don't want to do things my way. And during this corona craziness, some people wouldn't even see each other. But I say you could come to the backyard. You could come outside when it's nice weather or when it's not nice weather. You have to wear a mask in my house. If you're a real friend, you will come and you will see each other no matter the circumstance, no matter the way. In the height of corona, my wife figured out a way that I could still see a couple of my friends. She did a scavenger hunt for me and we followed the clues and I saw one friend and the other friend and the other friend in a safe, proper manner outside, distance apart, even though it was 20 degrees that's how we meet halfway. I can still see you, but I can still do it. So tell me you can't even drive an hour without children because it's like France. That's not really meaning you. You're a real friend. A real friend goes above and beyond to see that other friend. Like my other friend who drove with his wife and his kids, four kids, all the way, hours upon hours, all the way from Florida, all the way, just to be able to see us, that was fantastic. That was so, so nice. That's a real, real friend. Someone who goes all the way will meet, not just halfway or full way. I want to see a friend. I like a lot of times when we're driving through different places, I like to tell the friends that live there that we're there. And if anyone ever drives to my town and doesn't tell us we're here and I find out after they do, I'm kind of insulted. I'm kind of sad because if you're really a friend, you're in my town anyway, you don't even tell me, I can't even see you. 
I'll meet you halfway, okay? So you're by the duck pond. I'll drive across town a couple of minutes to see you. Okay, let me just see you outside for a second. Another one of our friends didn't have much time. They stopped by outside our house for a minute just to be able to see them. We came out and gave them pancakes. You know, your real friend, Kavachomer family or close acquaintances or children or the like, you have to find a way to be able to do so. And if you don't want to go by the rules, go by the, the, the recommendations of the friend or of the person, then you're not really meeting. You're not being flexible. You're not finding a way. If I tell you it's too difficult for me to drive to you with my friend, with my kids and my wife, but I'd love to have you anytime, but I just need it to be that if it's good weather, we could be outside or I'll drive with my kids to see you at a park in a different town and you drive to see me. If you're a real friend, you'll come. You'll meet me halfway. You'll meet me full way. That's the lesson I think we could learn from Vayigash. Yosef and the brothers reunite. Yosef and Yaakov reunite, but they met each other halfway. He made sure to provide for them along the way. He gave them each what they needed in terms of provisions, in terms of physical needs and spiritual needs. He made sure to give them the best of the land, Goshen, which was set apart from the rest of Mitzrayim because Yosef foresaw there was going to be major spiritual depravity. He even made the Mitzrayim get Prismila so that they would temper their needs and temper their wants in terms of that very bad aspect to try to calm down their Yetzirah. Obviously, they abandoned it once Yosef died, but he tried to take care of them spiritually and physically, giving them the best of the land, set aside in their own little uh, shtetl situation, a point apart from the other aspects of the towns. But Yosef made sure to meet halfway in life, especially with your spouse, especially with your friends, especially with your own kids. you got to find a way to meet halfway, if not whole way, especially during this crazy time. So you can't see each other for Shabbos. You can't see each other for meals. Can you figure out a way to see each other during the week? Can you figure out a way to see each other outside just for a little bit? Can you Zoom with each other? Can you FaceTime each other? Can you voice memo each other? Send each other messages or cards or gifts? I've been sending a lot of gifts, especially over Hanukkah, to different people we won't make it to and we didn't make it to. How can we meet halfway? How can we meet whole way? How can we meet? Vayigash a love. Yehuda comes to meet Yosef and literally bears his soul and bears himself. He gets up. The fourth child gets up. Kadmavi Azla Rivi'i. Vayigash Elav Yehuda, he got up and he met Yosef. He went the full way arguing his life for Binyamin, arguing himself, his essence for Binyamin on behalf of Binyamin. What can we do not only to compromise with those around us, to meet halfway those around us, to get involved with those around us. And if you know it's difficult for someone to get out and you don't have kids in the house, then you go to them, you help them. If you have something for someone else, but it's too difficult because they have little kids, you figure out how to help them if you have it easier for you. Don't stand around waiting for them to come to you. Figure out how you can help those around you. Someone moves into the neighborhood, how can you help them? I just found out one of my old friends from college are moving in, and I reached out to him, very excited to hear that he's moving in. What can I do to help you? Where are you going to live? What school? What school are you going to do? I love this town. How can I help you? Reach out. Help those around you. Meet them halfway. Meet them hallway. See Yosef coming to meet Yaakov and the brothers. So too in our own life, we should meet halfway for all those around us, be involved with all those around us, and help out all those around us. And maybe Mashiach could finally come speedily in our days. Join us next time as we talk about the Parsha of the Week. My Bar Mitzvah Parsha, very exciting. Next week, stay tuned here on the TTP. And I'm your host, Tani.